Welcome to episode 37 of the UK Sports Chat podcast. In today's show, I speak with Alex Hyam. Alex is the founder of Exhale Healthy Coffee. We do a bit of a deep dive into coffee. I must admit that my knowledge around coffee was that it contained caffeine, which makes you more alert and can help with performance. But alas, there is a lot more to it. Alex explains the health benefits of coffee. He also talks about the compounds within his coffee and how they have some quite remarkable amounts of goodness in them. Quite shocking, actually. And um, we also talk about coffee for performance, amongst other things. Hope you enjoy the episode. If you get a moment, please leave us a review and um, see you on next week's episode. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, mate. How are you doing? Yep, very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, so, I've, as, as I said in the introduction, um, I, and I, I took this from your website, you're, you're uh, the founder of Exhale Healthy Coffee, and you're an Ironman marathon swimmer I was interested in. Have you sw- swam a marathon? What, what, tell me about that. So, to, to count as a, a marathon swim, it has to be over 10 kilometers. So, the longest I've done is 14 kilometers. So, yeah, not quite a, the same as a running marathon, but it still took about five hours you know that's a long way that's a long way to swim <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it's quite meditative i'm actually considering doing an ultra an ultra swim run which is you swim uh, over a uh, swim lake windermere and then run 84 kilometers to bring the total distance up to 100 kilometers and wow. it's an ultra swim run but anyway so i'm, I'm hoping now so it pulls are open again i'll get time to start training for that yeah is that you is that you i see that you've been an ironman is that your favorite discipline the swimming or uh running actually is my favorite discipline um and open i really love open water swimming but the problem is living in london i just don't get too much opportunity to do much of that here um so running is just so easy and convenient like literally i get up at six o'clock in the morning go for an hour's run before the kids are back uh before the kids even wake up so it's yeah. just it's just the perfect exercise to fit into a busy life, you know. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Mm. <laughs> cool. So, so give us a, a little bit of an intro on yourself and um, and how you got into your passion for coffee. Yeah, so I uh, basically have been an accountant for the last fifteen years, um, but also I've done a lot of travelling. I've been well into whenever I can. I work for a, I've kind of worked for a year or two. Uh, in accounts and then I've saved enough money to go traveling for a year and then kind of like alternated that and been five times traveling and one of the times was to Bali and I was doing a lot of surfing there and Bali is the kind of Aussie's stomping ground and Australians are well into their coffee they're well ahead of us in terms of kind of specialized coffee and stuff like that and yeah. it was around six years ago that I was in Bali and uh and, and yeah kind of got a taste for speciality cafes over there speciality coffee yeah um how much importance they put on it how how kind of many different ways they brew it and then also how beneficial it was for my surfing over there and especially as a sleep deprived dad because we had like a six-month-old baby with us um, and I just kind of realized the kind of full power of coffee and sports and, uh, and yeah, how, how much how it could benefit your performance basically. So Sorry, how old was the little one? Coffee. I just, I just lost you there. How old was the little one while you were out? <laughs> she was, so six months when we left. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were kind of, we went away for four months while my wife was on maternity leave. Yeah. Um, and then the second time when we had our next baby, we went when that baby was four months and we spent six months traveling 
um and yeah wow. kind of, yeah it's, it's pretty hardcore um mm. yeah it's uh it probably knocked a few years off my life i always say um but it, you know it's given me a lot of memories so it's, it was pretty epic you, you remind me of um i read this it's quite a well-known book the four-hour work week have you ever read that I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I'm kind of, I'm the opposite. I'm more like the, the what is it? The 400 hour work week? I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I get that now with running your own. <laughs> the gist of that book is about, um, he talks about having mini retirements. Tim Ferriss, the author is. And right. it's pretty much what you've just described in different ways. So you so you work for a couple of, couple of years and then take some time off and do the things that you want to do in life rather than saving it all up for interesting. a time. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a man I'd get on well with. Mm. Um, I think I think it's the only way I could have been an accountant for 15 years, to be honest, so, <laughs> so hey, it served me well. So, so you did a lot of travelling b- before you had children, I'm guessing, then, or did, was that... Or was it, yeah, was exactly. It, it's, it? it's kind of always been part of our kind of uh, existence, basically. We've always done it. And then when we had, when my wife uh, got pregnant with the first kid, we kind of, we'd been three times before for like a, over a year each time. And then when she got pregnant with our first baby, we were like, right, we don't want to, we don't want, everyone says having a baby changes everything. And then you kind of stop doing the things you love and you stop being fun and et cetera, et cetera. And you hear all these horror stories and we're like, right, we need to book our flights to go traveling before the baby's born and book non-refundable flights to make sure we actually go and do it and we can't chicken out of it so we booked on, yeah. flights <laughs> so we booked flights to uh indonesia and uh and then and then followed through with it so yeah amazing fair play i've got, <laughs> I've got three myself I, I i'm not as daring as you <laughs> so, so you in, in bali you you're experiencing these specialty coffees yep um so Take take me from there. I know this is a big question, but how do you go from then liking coffee over there? And you said it give you a boost with your with your surfing. So yep. how, how do you how do you go from that to now fin- finishing your career as an accountant and and having a, a business like Exhale? Yeah. So right, what happened was when I got back from Bali, the company I worked for organised an Olympic distance triathlon. And I did it and loved it and did really quite well in it. Uh, maybe helped by the, the coffee I was drinking. Um, yeah. Did really well, really loved it. And then I was like, right, I need to book more of these, get more into this. Um, and then my health, I started getting loads of weird health issues. My health just literally plummeted and was ill all the time. I had loads of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I'd entered a handful of different triathlons and swims and I had to pull out of them all because I literally just couldn't do any training. And then over the next few years, I just started research. I mean, I was in and out of every hospital across London, pretty much, and, and still am. Um, and I just spent the next few years researching health uh, and also at the same time kind of reading up on how I could um, further my own kind of uh, sporting, kind of train smarter and, and working on nutrition to try and support my um, health and kind of performance. Um, and basically just kind of research from both of those angles from the health side and then the sports side. And then kind of the more mm-hmm. research, the more red, I realized coffee just kept coming up on both sides of the spectrum. And I realized that coffee actually could be not only really beneficial for your performance, but actually could really support your health as well. So that's where my line of research steered over the last few years. And then 
Okay. I basically decided to set up the the healthy coffee business probably about three years ago, and and I'm ashamed to say it's taken me this long to get it going. <laughs> but you, I've looked at your website though. You've been doing a lot of research, to be fair. So and we'll come on to that. Um, yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, there's a lot of research to be read. So yeah, so it's gonna it's been a fun part of it. And unfortunately, um, I, I don't have as much time as I'd like to read the research these days. But yeah. yeah I, Okay, so so you, so you were in poor health. You were looking at it for the health benefits as as well as enjoying a triathlon and looking at it for the performance benefits. So so how? T- tell me, yeah, give me the story of how you got to your product. Okay, so I was reading all of this to my specific product or the idea of the the product. So I guess um. I guess I, the more I read on the research, the more I'd be convinced. I kind of approached it from a, a guilty until proven innocent kind of perspective. And the more I read of the research, the more I realized that actually, the more convinced I became that coffee actually could be really healthy. And then I started reading more and more about what it is in coffee that could be causing the, the health benefits. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a handful of different compounds and chemicals which had been just kept on cropping up in study after study. So there's been kind of, in the last 10 years, there's been over 8,000 studies on coffee and its implications on health. So it's really well researched. Okay. And there's certain things like the polyphenols in coffee and, and chlorogenic acid being a particular group of them. Uh, and loads of other things that just kept coming up. And then I, I started reading about how to um, find coffees that were high in these. So there's, there's a huge variability in say the the chlorogenic acid content of coffees mm-hmm. um there's one particular study uh which was um a study in, in which looked at uh, is a 2014 study and they looked at 104 espressos from coffee cafes in scotland italy and spain and they showed a 31 fold difference between the highest and low concentrations so there's a huge amount of variability so i started kind of trying to figure out exactly what particular types of conditions or types of coffees or things that might affect the concentration of it in coffee and then about a year ago I set about this process of testing and and testing again we, we put our coffee through nine different rounds of testing to find a coffee that was higher than any other in in, in all of the, the healthy compounds and didn't have any of the ones that could potentially be negative in coffee Okay. We can go into detail as to what they are, but yeah, that was the, the broad premise of it. Okay. So why why is there been over eight thousand studies? Um, but because coffee is one of the most consumed drinks in the world, um, and that's only eight thousand in the last ten years. So in the early days, this was about fifty, sixty years ago. So coffee got a bit of a bad rep as being uh, as being linked to all sorts of. Uh, illnesses and diseases and negative health uh, outcomes um, and it got a bit of a bad rep around yeah 50 years ago because these early studies didn't adjust for what we call confounding variables mm-hmm. so it's because which means that people who uh, smoked or drank or had poor dietary lifestyle habits were more likely to drink coffee as well um, so the early studies didn't adjust for that. So coffee kind of got lumped in with these other bad behaviors and got a bad rep. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, because coffee is drunk so much, people have been really 
studying it and it's been yeah the scientists have been fascinated by yeah. trying to understand more about coffee so it's yeah it's because so many people drink it really it's kind of naturally something that would be most studied yeah okay so if i if i think about coffee and if you ask most people you'd ask them you know what's in coffee and everyone will say caffeine and yeah. and i i can so I, I have a friend who's a bodybuilder. He's been doing it 20 years. And I, I can remember when, when he first started in our early mid-20s, he used to take caffeine. And he'd say, because it boosts me up for the workout and it helps me helps me with weight, with, lo- with losing weight. And I, yeah. I can remember him saying that. But from what you're saying, you were just you, you'll have to remind me of what you, the names are of the compounds. What, what else is in coffee? And what are these things that you went looking for? to make your coffee so healthy what are they yeah so the the biggest one that's kind of that's uh repeatedly comes up are the polyphenols uh, and chlorogenic acid okay uh, in particular is the biggest one so chlorogenic acid is is and polyphenols have been shown to have kind of really potent antioxidant effects potent anti anti-inflammatory cardioprotective neuroprotective lots of different effects um and they're the ones that we kind of most of our tests, lab tests, were tailored towards finding a coffee that was high in these. And we had a list of 45 other coffees which we found online. Yeah. Um, and through all of our process, we found a coffee that was 40% higher than any other in this list of 45 coffees. So we kind of nailed it on the chlorogenic acids. Uh, and then aside from that, there's other compounds like the diterpenes, cafestol and cowiol, which also... Uh, have uh, anti-cancer, um, anti-inflammatory, liver protective effects, um, and there. So we, and we optimize for those without actually testing for them. But we, um, it's known that if you so they're associated with the oils in coffee, so the fats in coffee. So as you get towards a darker roast and you see a shiny, oily surface of the bean, mm-hmm. that's the oils leaving the bean uh, and taking with it the cafestol and cowiol. So by roasting the coffee to just shy of that le- that that roast degree that 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 would cause the oils to kind of leave the coffee, mm-hmm. kind of made sure that the coffee is retained as much of those as possible. Uh, and then there's other things like these melanoidins that are formed during the roasting process. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of roast the coffee, uh, and they're kind of they they peak at around a medium roast. So the science says. So we kind of and then they start dropping off a cliff as you get towards a darker roast. So we kind of aimed for that medium roast. So it seems seemed that on multiple different levels, the medium roast was the kind of happy medium, yeah. um, happy medium of uh, of the roast degree. So, so did did you say you had forty five that you were looking at? Is that forty five? Uh, well, actually, that was just about. So the the list of forty five uh, with the chlorogenic acid was a, an online list of forty five coffees. But we did actually as well test. Uh, 45 different coffees around about 45 40 to 45 coffees yeah. from imports so the start of our process so our whole process that took the whole of last year so we started off by setting the bar so we tested 10 coffees ourselves the top yeah. 10 brands by uh, revenue top 10 coffee brands in the uk tested those for polyphenols and that set the bar that we had to beat okay. and then we went to the seven um best importers in the UK of speciality grade coffee and said, can you give us every one of your coffees that fit this certain criteria that we had around? Yeah. It had to be organic. It had, be, it had to be processed in a certain way. 
Uh, and then we got back around 40 to 45 coffees um, from these seven importers, and they were from every corner of the globe. And then we taste tested all of these coffees because we wanted to find a coffee that people wanted to drink, yeah. basically, and that very I important. could drink every day. Very important. I mean, what use is a, a healthy food if no one wants to drink it? Yeah. Um, and then so we then we, we chose our kind of favorite 13 or 14 tasting coffees, and then we t- sent them off to get tested. Um, polyphenols and we chose the highest out of those and then the next stage was the the roasting so we roasted that coffee so we chose the coffee with the highest inherent potential and then we roasted it multiple different ways um, because the roasting of the coffee really modifies its kind of the compounds in it so and then we chose the healthiest roast profile of the healthiest coffee basically which beat all of the others uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just imagining you all tasting these 45 coffees it must have been like you must have all been wired dancing around the kitchen <laughs> I know well we made sure we did it in the morning so there's plenty of time to uh, metabolize the caffeine <laughs> no it's good fun you, you meant to spit it out afterwards but it's, it's quite difficult to eat yeah <laughs> wow so it's it's that's a lot of um I mean, that's a lot of coffee. That's a lot of research and a huge and a big process that you've been through, hasn't it? So, yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg. So that was just the first three stages, and then after that, we tested the the winning coffee for mycotoxins, pesticides, heavy metals, um, for how the niacin content. Who, who did this, and how did you do it? Did you have you had some help with this? Um, so Who's I team? kind of. So we've got um, our chief wellness officer, this chap called Alex Manos, who um, is a functional medicine practitioner. He's one of the most educated and overly qualified uh, nutritionists, functional medicine chaps uh, in the country. Okay. So he kind of he knows his stuff. Um, but the testing, we've I basically spent a long time finding different labs across Europe. Um, there's one in Denmark, one in Germany, one there's one in Plymouth um, that do all this testing. So a lot of different testing, and then of course my favorite, my favorite test and my favorite advisor through the business has been uh, old Dr. Jan down at the test the lab in Plymouth. Um, so this was our final test, and the most fun of all, the most exciting of all, was the antioxidant test. Okay. So we'd done all of this lengthy process to find the coffee that was high in all of these compounds right and but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually active the compounds so just because it's got a load of polyphenols in and chlorogenic acid and whatnot doesn't mean that they're active um and they're actively kind of scavenging free radicals or reducing oxidative stress or whatever so the final test was we found this lab down in plymouth night scientific and we sent a bag of our coffee down to dr jan um, who had been kind of a close advisor and still is actually, um, sent a bag of our coffee down, a cafetiere, hand grinder and and some brewing instructions. And she brewed a cup of our coffee to our exact instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, she then tested the antioxidant power of one brewed cup of our coffee. And yeah. she also went out to a local supermarket and bought a bag of blueberries, kale and oranges and tested those as well. Mm-hmm. And then she found that one cup of our coffee uh, one brewed cup of our coffee has the same antioxidant power as 12 points of blueberries, 55 oranges, or 1.2 kilos of kale, all in one cup of our coffee. So that's when we knew we'd uh, we'd nailed it and we'd got all the testing right. And yeah. Yeah. We found a good coffee. Yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah, no, it was good fun. It was um, it was really fun. Just every time we got another set of test results back, we were just like, yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> it was really so fun that, here, actually. Is there any, anything else like it then? Because I... 
sorry to talk about other coffees, but is there anything else like it or not? So there's a couple of coffees that test um, to avoid the negatives in coffee. So coffee, I mentioned before, kind of things like mycotoxins and pesticides in it and stuff. And there's a couple of coffees to test to ensure that it's free of those. So they're selling the coffee on the premise that it is um, is not going to give you kind of any mycotoxin exposure, which, you know, it's an issue for some people. But from reading the research, it's not actually an issue for most people. You know, okay. um, So but and also coffee has so much more to offer it's like it has so many benefits like most of the science is all about the positive effects of coffee yeah um so we're the only ones really pushing our coffee to this degree and with this much testing um to really sell our coffee on the positives Mm -hmm. in coffee basically um so yeah so that's it it's kind of a bit of a wacky idea but i'm hoping that i've managed to pull it off no it's good it's 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 interesting it's very interesting (laughs) to hear the level of you know and you're clearly passionate about it so we've gone to the level of detail that you have i've got to ask this yeah have you ever been a tea man or has it always been coffee (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm actually sitting here drinking uh a cup or standing here drinking a cup of Turmeric, ginger, and galangal tea. Oh, so I like I like my herbal teas too. <laughs> I, in the afternoon, I got to admit, I'm I'm a I'm a brew. I'm a cup of tea first thing. Yeah, and then I'm a mid morning coffee and a, and a mid afternoon coffee guy. That's my that's my habit. If, if mid afternoon and what and that doesn't keep you up at night. You're no, right. I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, that I'm works. That, that works. I wish I could drink coffee into the afternoon. So so what's that? That's it. I want to go on and talk about how you recommend people using this for, for endurance sports, but that, yeah. that I suppose that's a good question as well. Is you know can can you drink too much, and and is is it not recommended to be drinking it in the afternoon? Well, so it is all down to your own unique genetic vari- variability, basically. So some piece so there's two different genes which code for your ability to um, metabolize caffeine and then also to uh, absorb the caffeine so it's your kind of unique combination of those two genes which dictate how you react to coffee and you kind of you know we're all old enough now to know how we our own personal kind of reaction is to coffee without needing to test for the genes like yeah. i kind of i know that if I drink coffee in the afternoon, because I'm a slow metabolizer of caffeine, mm-hmm. if I drink a coffee in the afternoon, it can stay with me for around eight hours, okay. you know, and, and it can keep me up at night. Whereas it sounds like you're probably, you have a gene, which means you're a faster metabolizer of caffeine, mm-hmm. which means you can drink it later on in the day. So it's, it's really unique to you and your own kind of gene set. Interesting stuff. Okay, yeah. so, so how do you recommend people use this for running i suppose it's for all endurance isn't it running triathlon cycling etc but i so say say i'm running a marathon or i'm I'm going to take part in a race do do i need one before and then should you be like you see gels that people take with caffeine in them for example which i know now Mm. this is more than that do you do you need a bit more halfway or uh, go on give me give me some examples of how it should be used for running Mm, so I guess um, I guess everybody knows that coffee is really beneficial. It kind of turns into a bit of a superhero when it comes to sports mm-hmm. um, because of the caffeine in coffee. So if you if you have caffeine, so caffeine is one of the few proven uh, legally allowed uh, ergogenic aids to sport, um, which means that uh, it, 
and it enhances your sports performance, right? So there's there's mm-hmm. two meta-analyses which show increases exercise performance by around 11 to 12% on average. Okay. And that's the caffeine though in, in coffee. So all coffee has caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, our coffee, particularly high in polyphenol coffee, uh, has the added benefits on your performance side that the polyphenols level out the effects of caffeine. So caffeine can give you a kind of a, a short kind of intense high of energy, whereas the polyphenols mean that that's a more sustained release of the, the energy or effects of the caffeine. So it's generally better for the more endurance kind of an hour or longer type events. Yeah. Um, you'll start to note the, notice the difference. Um, and then also the polyphenols, because of their antioxidant and their anti-inflammatory effects, they're really good to support your recovery as well after exercise. So we recommend we recommend after a run, um, if you have a cup of coffee, caffeinated or, or decaf, mm-hmm. it'll help um, the antioxidants and the anti-inflammatory uh, effects of them will speed up your recovery as well. Yeah. So on both sides, basically. But yeah, as far as actually using it in a race, so if I was to do a marathon tomorrow, for example, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the International Society of Sports Nutrition recommend three to six milligrams of caffeine per kilo of body weight, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot of coffee. That's around three to six. Uh, for me, for my size, um, mm-hmm. it's around three to six espressos. Okay. So well, it's a lot of coffee, yeah, and it takes around 30 to 90 minutes to metabolize that caffeine. So what I tend to do is around an hour before a race, I'll have a double espresso mm-hmm. or a small cafetiere, which gives me around 150 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And then I've worked out for my own personal testing um, that around four milligrams of caffeine per kilo, so around four espressos is the ideal for me. So about an hour before, I'll have a double espresso, and then close to the race, I'll top up with, if I can, another um, coffee, but it's quite hard sometimes to drink that much coffee if you've got kind of pre-race nerves. So I'll probably yes. quite often have a couple of caffeine pills before the race um, to top me up to around 300 milligrams of caffeine, So, which wow. is what's recommended by the ISSM. Okay. Cool. But yeah, it's all very variable. So you've got to so don't test it out on, on a race day for the first time. You know, try it, try and uh, on a training day. You don't want any uh, accidents uh, or any mishaps because yes. of all the caffeination. Yes. Quite. <laughs> yeah, with the with the uh, tummy drops, you don't want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've all been there. Yeah, you want to test that out. So you you must be a a bit of a connoisseur of making coffee, and the, and the re- reason I say this is I was I was bought a lovely coffee machine for my birthday in December. Yeah, and I am still rubbish, right? With you know the spout for doing the frothy milk. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just can't get the hang of it. I'm like, <laughs> and and Lucy, my my better half, is like, just put the spout just under the top of the milk, and she does it. And it froths all up, lovely. But I I have a go, and it's up the wall. And it's I I can't get the grip of it. I can't get the hang of it. So you'll have to. Uh, We'll get on uh, get on YouTube, watch some videos. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. Or just drink just sit with a double espresso. I mean I got a I got a Sage espresso machine um, on Black Friday and I think it's literally changed my coffee making life. It's so it's so fun. I never was an espresso drinker before. I've got well into it. It's quite addictive, like learning how to make the perfect espresso. Yeah. Cool. Well um 
we've got three blogs out this week. I know there's lots of information on your website as well. So the lab reports from from the science of this on your website, I know they are, aren't they? Yes, the uh, full 15-page antioxidant lab test is written up on the website. So, yeah, have a read yeah. of that. Have a strong coffee before you read it, though, because it's quite long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if anyone's interested yeah, in, 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 in reading the science bits, like uh, Alex said, have a, co- have a strong coffee. And, uh, and, have and a I, Actually, as Alex Manos likes to tell you, um, um, coffee actually supports your your memory consolidation so having that coffee before will help, help you be more likely to remember it as well apparently. nice <laughs> and we've, we've also got a um a 40 discount code on haven't we as um as part of your uh, supporting us at the moment which is run 14 that's 40 percent off your um your first bag of coffee so and if you want to try it everybody then do do use code run 40 we're sharing that through our social media channels at the moment as well um alex what would just remind us of your social handles and all that good stuff and, and your website address so that people can connect with you and um and, and get onto your shop as well yeah so we're at www.exhale.coffee.com um okay. and our instagram is at your exhale um twitter um i think it's exhale coffee I think it's exhale coffee if i remember right <laughs> yeah. the competition we're running this week make sure you all enter the competition as well because there's uh, well it's i love a prize up for grabs in it the coffee machine you put on this brilliant well exactly there you go you should enter that mate because um you get you, you could win a sage but not only that it's as part of the prize you get <laughs> You get a one-on-one uh, Zoom tutorial on how to use it. So uh, you've got to learn how to froth your milk, get entering. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, thanks for coming on. It's been great to chat. It's really interesting. Um, and yeah, everybody, um, make sure you use that Run40 code if you uh, want to try out Exhale Coffee. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, mate. <laughs>